Section 15 of Lourdes. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please contact LibriVox.org. Lourdes by Emil Zola. Translated by Ernest Vizitelli. The Third Day. 5. The Two Victims. Pierre walked along, thirsting for fresh air, his head so heavy that he took off his hat to relieve his burning brow. Despite all the fatigue of that terrible night of vigil, he did not think of sleeping. He was kept erect by that rebellion of his whole being which he could not quiet. Eight o'clock was striking, and he walked at random under the glorious morning sun, now shining forth in a spotless sky, which the storm seemed to have cleansed of all the Sunday dust all at once however he raised his head anxious to know where he was and he was quite astonished for he found that he had already covered a deal of ground and was now below the station near the municipal hospital he was hesitating at a point where the road forked not knowing which direction to take when a friendly hand was laid on his shoulder and a voice inquired where are you going at this early hour it was dr chassaigne who addressed him drawing up his lofty figure clad in black from head to foot have you lost yourself he added do you want to know your way no thanks no replied pierre somewhat disturbed i spent the night at the grotto with that young patient to whom i am so much attached and my heart was so upset that i have been walking about in the hope it would do me good before returning to the hotel to take a little sleep the doctor continued looking at him clearly detecting the frightful struggle which was raging within him the despair which he felt at being unable to sink asleep in faith the suffering which the futility of all his efforts brought him ah my poor child murmured monsieur chassaigne and in a fatherly way he added well since you are walking suppose we take a walk together i was just going down yonder to the bank of the gave come along and on our way back you will see what a lovely view we shall have for his part the doctor took a walk of a couple of hours duration each morning ever alone seeking as it were to tire and exhaust his grief first of all as soon as he had risen he repaired to the cemetery and knelt on the tomb of his wife and daughter which at all seasons he decked with flowers and afterwards he would roam along the roads with tearful eyes never returning home until fatigue compelled him with a wave of the hand pierre accepted his proposal and in perfect silence they went side by side down the sloping road they remained for a long time without speaking the doctor seemed more overcome than was his wont that morning it was as though his chat with his dear lost ones had made his heart bleed yet more copiously he walked along with his head bowed his face round which his white hair streamed was very pale and tears still blurred his eyes and yet it was so pleasant so warm in the sunlight on that lovely morning the road now followed the gave on its right bank on the other side of the new town and you could see the gardens the inclined ways and the basilica and all at once the grotto appeared with the everlasting flare of its tapers now paling in the broad light dr chassaigne who had turned his head made the sign of the cross which pierre did not at first understand and when in his turn he had perceived the grotto he glanced in surprise at his old friend and once more relapsed into the astonishment which had come over him a couple of days previously on finding this man of science this whilom atheist and materialist so overwhelmed by grief that he was now a believer longing for the one delight of meeting his dear ones in another life his heart had swept his reason away 
old and lonely as he was it was only the illusion that he would live once more in paradise where loving souls meet again that prolonged his life on earth this thought increased the young priest's discomfort must he also wait until he had grown old and endured equal sufferings in order to find a refuge in faith still walking beside the gave leaving the town farther and farther behind them they were lulled as it were by the noise of those clear waters rolling over the pebbles between banks shaded by trees and they still remained silent walking on with an equal step each on his own side absorbed in his sorrows and bernadette pierre suddenly inquired did you know her the doctor raised his head bernadette yes yes said he i saw her once afterwards he relapsed into silence for a moment and then began chatting in eighteen fifty eight you know at the time of the apparitions i was thirty years of age i was in paris still young in my profession and opposed to all supernatural notions so that i had no idea of returning to my native mountains to see a girl suffering from hallucinations five or six years later however some time about eighteen sixty four i passed through lourdes and was inquisitive enough to pay bernadette a visit she was then still at the asylum with the sisters of nevers pierre remembered that one of the reasons of his journey had been his desire to complete his inquiry respecting bernadette and who could tell if grace might not come to him from that humble lovable girl on the day when he should be convinced that she had indeed fulfilled a mission of divine love and forgiveness for this consummation to ensue it would perhaps suffice that he should know her better and learn to feel that she was really the saint the chosen one as others believed her to have been tell me about her i pray you he said tell me all you know of her a faint smile curved the doctor's lips he understood and would have greatly liked to calm and comfort the young priest whose soul was so grievously tortured by doubt oh willingly my poor child he answered i should be so happy to help you on the path to light you do well to love bernadette that may save you for since all those old-time things i have deeply reflected on her case and i declare to you that i never met a more charming creature or one with a better heart then to the slow rhythm of their footsteps along the well-kept sunlit road in the delightful freshness of morning the doctor began to relate his visit to bernadette in eighteen sixty four she had then just attained her twentieth birthday the apparitions had taken place six years previously and she had astonished him by her candid and sensible air her perfect modesty the sisters of nevers who had taught her to read kept her with them at the asylum in order to shield her from public inquisitiveness she found an occupation there helping them in sundry petty duties but she was very often taken ill and would spend weeks at a time in her bed the doctor had been particularly struck by her beautiful eyes pure candid and frank like those of a child the rest of her face said he had become somewhat spoilt her complexion was losing its clearness her features had grown less delicate and her general appearance was that of an ordinary servant girl short puny and unobtrusive her piety was still keen but she had not seemed to him to be the ecstatical excitable creature that many might have supposed indeed she appeared to have a rather positive mind which did not indulge in flights of fancy and she invariably had some little piece of needlework some knitting some embroidery in her hand in a word she appeared to have entered the common path and in no wise resembled the intensely passionate female worshippers of the christ she had no further visions and never of her own accord spoke of the eighteen apparitions which had decided her life to learn anything it was necessary to interrogate her to address precise questions to her 
these she would briefly answer and then seek to change the conversation as though she did not like to talk of such mysterious things if wishing to probe the matter further you asked her the nature of the three secrets which the virgin had confided to her she would remain silent simply averting her eyes and it was impossible to make her contradict herself the particulars she gave invariably agreed with her original narrative and indeed she always seemed to repeat the same words with the same inflections of the voice i had her in hand during the whole of one afternoon continued dr chassaigne and there was not the variation of a syllable in her story it was disconcerting still i am prepared to swear that she was not lying that she never lied that she was altogether incapable of falsehood pierre boldly ventured to discuss this point but won't you admit doctor the possibility of some disorder of the will he asked has it not been proved is it not admitted nowadays that when certain degenerate creatures with childish minds fall into an hallucination a fancy of some kind or other they are often unable to free themselves from it especially when they remain in the same environment in which the phenomenon occurred cloistered living alone with her fixed idea bernadette naturally enough obstinately clung to it the doctor's faint smile returned to his lips and vaguely waving his arm he replied ah my child you ask me too much you know very well that i am now only a poor old man who prides himself but little on his science and no longer claims to be able to explain anything however i do of course know of that famous medical school example of the young girl who allowed herself to waste away with hunger at home because she imagined that she was suffering from a serious complaint of the digestive organs but who nevertheless began to eat when she was taken elsewhere however that is but one circumstance and there are so many contradictory cases for a moment they became silent and only the rhythmical sound of their steps was heard along the road then the doctor resumed moreover it is quite true that bernadette shunned the world and was only happy in her solitary corner she was never known to have a single intimate female friend any particular human love for anybody she was kind and gentle towards all but it was only for children that she showed any lively affection and as after all the medical man is not quite dead within me i will confess to you that i have sometimes wondered if she remained as pure in mind as most undoubtedly she did remain in body however i think it quite possible given her sluggish poor-blooded temperament not to speak of the innocent sphere in which she grew up first partress and then the convent still a doubt came to me when i heard of the tender interest which she took in the orphan asylum built by the sisters of nevers farther along this very road poor little girls are received into it and shielded from the perils of the highways and if bernadette wished it to be extremely large so as to lodge all the little lambs in danger was it not because she herself remembered having roamed the roads with bare feet and still trembled at the idea of what might have become of her but for the help of the blessed virgin then resuming his narrative he went on telling pierre of the crowds that flocked to see bernadette and pay her reverence in her asylum at lourdes this had proved a source of considerable fatigue to her not a day went by without a stream of visitors appearing before her they came from all parts of france some even from abroad and it soon became necessary to refuse the applications of those who were actuated by mere inquisitiveness and to grant admittance only to the genuine believers the members of the clergy and the people of mark on whom the doors could not well have been shut a sister was always present to protect her against the excessive indiscretion of some of her visitors for questions literally rained upon her and she often grew faint through having to repeat her story so many times ladies of high position fell on their knees kissed her gown and would have liked to carry a piece of it away as a relic she also had to defend her chaplet 
which in their excitement they all begged her to sell to them for a fabulous amount one day a certain marchioness endeavoured to secure it by giving her another one which she had brought with her a chaplet with a golden cross and beads of real pearls many hoped that she would consent to work a miracle in their presence children were brought to her in order that she might lay her hands upon them she was also consulted in cases of illness and attempts were made to purchase her influence with the virgin large sums were offered to her at the slightest sign the slightest expression of a desire to be a queen decked with jewels and crowned with gold she would have been overwhelmed with regal presents and while the humble remained on their knees on her threshold the great ones of the earth pressed round her and would have counted it a glory to act as her escort it was even related that one among them the handsomest and wealthiest of princes came one clear sunny april day to ask her hand in marriage but what always struck and displeased me said pierre was her departure from lourdes when she was two and twenty her sudden disappearance and sequestration in the convent of saint gildard at nevers whence she never emerged didn't that give a semblance of truth to those spurious rumours of insanity which were circulated didn't it help people to suppose that she was being shut up whisked away for fear of some indiscretion on her part some naive remark or other which might have revealed the secret of a prolonged fraud indeed to speak plainly i will confess to you that for my own part i still believe that she was spirited away dr chassaigne gently shook his head no no said he there was no story prepared in advance in this affair no big melodrama secretly staged and afterwards performed by more or less unconscious actors the developments came of themselves by the sole force of circumstances and they were always very intricate very difficult to analyse moreover it is certain that it was bernadette herself who wished to leave lourdes those incessant visits wearied her she felt ill at ease amidst all that noisy worship all that she desired was a dim nook where she might live in peace and so fierce was she at times in her disinterestedness that when money was handed to her even with the pious intent of having a mass said or a taper burnt she would fling it upon the floor she never accepted anything for herself or for her family which remained in poverty and with such pride as she possessed such natural simplicity such a desire to remain in the background one can very well understand that she should have wished to disappear and cloister herself in some lonely spot so as to prepare herself to make a good death her work was accomplished she had initiated this great movement scarcely knowing how or why and she could really be of no further utility others were about to conduct matters to an issue and ensure the triumph of the grotto let us admit then that she went off of her own accord said pierre still what a relief it must have been for the people you speak of who thenceforth became the real masters whilst millions of money were raining down on lourdes from the whole world oh certainly i don't pretend that any attempt was made to detain her here exclaimed the doctor frankly i even believe that she was in some degree urged into the course she took she ended by becoming somewhat of an encumbrance it was not that any annoying revelations were feared from her but remember that with her extreme timidity and frequent illnesses she was scarcely ornamental besides however small the room which she took up at lourdes however obedient she showed herself she was none the less a power and attracted the multitude which made her so to say a competitor of the grotto for the grotto to remain alone resplendent in its glory it was advisable that bernadette should withdraw into the background become as it were a simple legend such indeed must have been the reasons which induced monseigneur laurence the bishop of tarbes to hasten her departure 
the only mistake that was made was in saying that it was a question of screening her from the enterprises of the world as though it were feared that she might fall into the sin of pride by growing vain of the saintly fame with which the whole of christendom re-echoed and this was doing her a grave injury for she was as incapable of pride as she was of falsehood never indeed was there a more candid or more modest child the doctor was growing impassioned excited but all at once he became calm again and a pale smile returned to his lips it is true said he i love her the more i have thought of her the more i have learned to love her but you must not think pierre that i am completely brutified by belief if i nowadays acknowledge the existence of an unseen power if i feel a need of believing in another better and more just life i nevertheless know right well that there are men remaining in this world of ours and at times even when they wear the cowl or the cassock the work they do is vile there came another interval of silence each was continuing his dream apart from the other then the doctor resumed i will tell you of a fancy which has often haunted me suppose we admit that bernadette was not the shy simple child we knew her to be let us endow her with a spirit of intrigue and domination transform her into a conqueress a leader of nations and try to picture what in that case would have happened it is evident that the grotto would be hers the basilica also we should see her lording it at all the ceremonies under a dais with a gold mitre on her head she would distribute the miracles with a sovereign gesture her little hand would lead the multitudes to heaven all the lustre and glory would come from her she being the saint the chosen one the only one that had been privileged to see the divinity face to face and indeed nothing would seem more just for she would triumph after toiling enjoy the fruit of her labour in all glory but you see as it happens she is defrauded robbed the marvellous harvests sown by her are reaped by others during the twelve years which she lived at saint gildard kneeling in the gloom lourdes was full of victors priests in golden vestments chanting thanksgivings and blessing churches and monuments erected at a cost of millions she alone did not behold the triumph of the new faith whose author she had been you say that she dreamt it all well at all events what a beautiful dream it was a dream which has stirred the whole world and from which she dear girl never awakened they halted and sat down for a moment on a rock beside the road before returning to the town in front of them the gave deep at this point of its course was rolling blue waters tinged with dark mare like reflections whilst farther on rushing hurriedly over a bed of large stones the stream became so much foam a white froth light like snow amidst the gold raining from the sun a fresh breeze came down from the mountains whilst listening to that story of how bernadette had been exploited and suppressed pierre had simply found in it all a fresh motive for revolt and with his eyes fixed on the ground he began to think of the injustice of nature of that law which wills that the strong should devour the weak then all at once raising his head he inquired and did you also know abbe peramale the doctor's eyes brightened once more and he eagerly replied certainly i did he was an upright energetic man a saint an apostle he and bernadette were the great makers of our lady of lourdes like her he endured frightful sufferings and like her he died from them those who do not know his story can know nothing understand nothing of the drama enacted here thereupon he related that story at length abbe peramal was the parish priest of lourdes at the time of the apparitions 
a native of the region tall broad-shouldered with a powerful leonine head he was extremely intelligent very honest and good-hearted though at times violent and domineering he seemed built for combat an enemy of all pious exaggerations discharging the duties of his ministry in a broad liberal spirit he regarded the apparitions with distrust when he first heard of them refused to believe in bernadette's stories questioned her and demanded proofs it was only at a later stage when the blast of faith became irresistible upsetting the most rebellious minds and mastering the multitude that he ended in his turn by bowing his head and when he was finally conquered it was more particularly by his love for the humble and the oppressed which he could not restrain when he beheld bernadette threatened with imprisonment the civil authorities were persecuting one of his flock at this his shepherd's heart awoke and in her defence he gave full rein to his ardent passion for justice moreover the charm which the child diffused had worked upon him he felt her to be so candid so truthful that he began to place a blind faith in her and love her even as everybody else loved her moreover why should he have curtly dismissed all question of miracles when miracles abound in the pages of holy writ it was not for a minister of religion whatever his prudence to set himself up as a sceptic when entire populations were falling on their knees and the church seemed to be on the eve of another great triumph then too he had the nature of one who leads men who stirs up crowds who builds and in this affair he had really found his vocation the vast field in which he might exercise his energy the great cause to which he might wholly devote himself with all his passionate ardour and determination to succeed from that moment then abbe peramal had but one thought to execute the orders which the virgin had commissioned bernadette to transmit to him he caused improvements to be carried out at the grotto a railing was placed in front of it pipes were laid for the conveyance of the water from the source and a variety of work was accomplished in order to clear the approaches however the virgin had particularly requested that a chapel might be built and he wished to have a church quite a triumphal basilica he pictured everything on a grand scale and full of confidence in the enthusiastic help of christendom he worried the architects requiring them to design real palaces worthy of the queen of heaven as a matter of fact offerings already abounded gold poured from the most distant dioceses a rain of gold destined to increase and never end then came his happy years he was to be met among the workmen at all hours instilling activity into them like the jovial good-natured fellow he was constantly on the point of taking a pick or trowel in hand himself such was his eagerness to behold the realization of his dream but days of trial were in store for him he fell ill and lay in danger of death on the fourth of april eighteen sixty four when the first procession started from his parish church to the grotto a procession of sixty thousand pilgrims which wound along the streets amidst an immense concourse of spectators on the day when abbe peramal rose from his bed saved a first time from death he found himself despoiled to second him in his heavy task monseigneur laurence the bishop had already given him an assistant a former episcopal secretary father saint whom he had appointed warden of the missionaries of garrison a community founded by himself father saint was a sly spare little man to all appearance most disinterested and humble but in reality consumed by all the thirst of ambition at the outset he kept in his place serving the priest of lourdes like a faithful subordinate attending to matters of all kinds in order to lighten the other's work and acquiring information on every possible subject in his desire to render himself indispensable he must soon have realized what a rich farm the grotto was destined to become and what a colossal revenue might be derived from it if only a little skill were exercised 
and thenceforth he no longer stirred from the episcopal residence but ended by acquiring great influence over the calm practical bishop who was in great need of money for the charities of his diocese and thus it was that during abbe peramal's illness father sampe succeeded in effecting a separation between the parish of lourdes and the domain of the grotto which last he was commissioned to manage at the head of a few fathers of the immaculate conception over whom the bishop placed him as father superior the struggle soon began one of those covert desperate mortal struggles which are waged under the cloak of ecclesiastical discipline there was a pretext for rupture already a field of battle on which the longer purse would necessarily end by conquering it was proposed to build a new parish church larger and more worthy of lourdes than the old one already in existence which was admitted to have become too small since the faithful had been flocking into the town in larger and larger numbers moreover it was an old idea of abbe peramal who desired to carry out the virgin's orders with all possible precision speaking of the grotto she had said that people would go thither in procession and the abbe had always seen the pilgrims start in procession from the town whither they were expected to return in the same fashion as indeed had been the practice on the first occasions after the apparitions a central point a rallying spot was therefore required and the abbe's dream was to erect a magnificent church a cathedral of gigantic proportions which would accommodate a vast multitude builder as he was by temperament impassioned artisan working for the glory of heaven he already pictured this cathedral springing from the soil and rearing its clanging belfry in the sunlight and it was also his own house that he wished to build the edifice which would be his act of faith and adoration the temple where he would be the pontiff and triumph in company with the sweet memory of bernadette in full view of the spot of which both he and she had been so cruelly dispossessed naturally enough bitterly as he felt that act of spoliation the building of this new parish church was in some degree his revenge his share of all the glory besides being a task which would enable him to utilize both his militant activity and the fever that had been consuming him ever since he had ceased going to the grotto by reason of his soreness of heart at the outset of the new enterprise there was again a flash of enthusiasm at the prospect of seeing all the life and all the money flow into the new city which was springing from the ground around the basilica the old town which felt itself thrust upon one side espoused the cause of its priest the municipal council voted a sum of one hundred thousand francs which unfortunately was not to be paid until the new church should be roofed in abbe peramal had already accepted the plans of his architect plans which he had insisted should be on a grand scale and had also treated with the contractor of chartres who engaged to complete the church in three or four years if the promised supplies of funds should be regularly forthcoming the abbe believed that offerings would assuredly continue raining down from all parts and so he launched into this big enterprise without any anxiety overflowing with a careless bravery and fully expecting that heaven would not abandon him on the road he even fancied that he could rely upon the support of monseigneur jourdain who had now succeeded monseigneur laurence as bishop of tarbes for this prelate after blessing the foundation stone of the new church had delivered an address in which he admitted that the enterprise was necessary and meritorious and it seemed too as though father sampe with his customary humility had bowed to the inevitable and accepted this vexatious competition which would compel him to relinquish a share of the plunder for he now pretended to devote himself entirely to the management of the grotto and even allowed a collection box for contributions to the building of the new parish church to be placed inside the basilica then however the secret rageful struggle began afresh abbe peramal who was a wretched manager 
exulted on seeing his new church so rapidly take shape the work was being carried on at a fast pace and he troubled about nothing else being still under the delusion that the blessed virgin would find whatever money might be needed thus he was quite stupefied when he at last perceived that the offerings were falling off that the money of the faithful no longer reached him as though indeed someone had secretly diverted its flow and eventually the day came when he was unable to make the stipulated payments in all this there had been so much skilfully combined strangulation of which he only became aware later on father saint however had once more prevailed on the bishop to grant his favour exclusively to the grotto there was even a talk of some confidential circulars distributed through the various dioceses so that the many sums of money offered by the faithful should no longer be sent to the parish the voracious insatiable grotto was bent upon securing everything and to such a point were things carried that five hundred franc notes slipped into the collection box at the basilica were kept back the box was rifled and the parish robbed abbe peramal however in his passion for the rising church his child continued fighting most desperately ready if need were to give his blood he had at first treated with the contractor in the name of the vestry then when he was at a loss how to pay he treated in his own name his life was bound up in the enterprise he wore himself out in the heroic efforts which he made of the four hundred thousand francs that he had promised he had only been able to pay two hundred thousand and the municipal council still obstinately refused to hand over the hundred thousand francs which it had voted until the new church should be covered in this was acting against the town's real interests however it was said that father saint was trying to bring influence to bear on the contractor and all at once the work was stopped from that moment the death agony began wounded in the heart the abbe peramal the broad-shouldered mountaineer with the leonine face staggered and fell like an oak struck down by a thunderbolt he took to his bed and never left it alive strange stories circulated it was said that father saint had sought to secure admission to the parsonage under some pious pretext but in reality to see if his much dreaded adversary were really mortally stricken and it was added that it had been necessary to drive him from the sick-room where his presence was an outrageous scandal then when the unhappy priest vanquished and steeped in bitterness was dead father saint was seen triumphing at the funeral from which the others had not dared to keep him away it was affirmed that he openly displayed his abominable delight that his face was radiant that day with the joy of victory he was at last rid of the only man who had been an obstacle to his designs whose legitimate authority he had feared he would no longer be forced to share anything with anybody now that both the founders of our lady of lourdes had been suppressed bernadette placed in a convent and abbe peramal lowered into the ground the grotto was now his own property the alms would come to him alone and he could do what he pleased with the eight hundred thousand francs or so thirty-two thousand livres which were at his disposal every year he would complete the gigantic works destined to make the basilica a self-supporting centre and assist in embellishing the new town in order to increase the isolation of the old one and seclude it behind its rock like an insignificant parish submerged beneath the splendour of its all-powerful neighbour all the money all the sovereignty would be his he henceforth would reign however although the works had been stopped and the new parish church was slumbering inside its wooden fence it was none the less more than half built the vaulted aisles were already erected and the imperfect pile remained there like a threat for the town might some day attempt to finish it like abbe peramal therefore it must be killed for good turned into an irreparable ruin 
the secret labour therefore continued a work of refined cruelty and slow destruction to begin with the new parish priest a simple-minded creature was cowed to such a point that he no longer opened the envelopes containing remittances for the parish all the registered letters were at once taken to the fathers then the site selected for the new parish church was criticized and the diocesan architect was induced to draw up a report stating that the old church was still in good condition and of ample size for the requirements of the community moreover influence was brought to bear on the bishop and representations were made to him respecting the annoying features of the pecuniary difficulties which had arisen with the contractor with a little imagination poor peramal was transformed into a violent obstinate madman through whose undisciplined zeal the church had almost been compromised and at last the bishop forgetting that he himself had blessed the foundation stone issued a pastoral letter laying the unfinished church under interdict and prohibiting all religious services in it this was the supreme blow endless lawsuits had already begun the contractor who had only received two hundred thousand francs for the five hundred thousand francs worth of work which had been executed had taken proceedings against abbe peramal's heir at law the vestry and the town for the latter still refused to pay over the amount which it had voted at first the prefect's council declared itself incompetent to deal with the case and when it was sent back to it by the council of state it rendered a judgment by which the town was condemned to pay the hundred thousand francs and the heir at law to finish the church at the same time the vestry was put out of court however there was a fresh appeal to the council of state which quashed this judgment and condemned the vestry and in default the heir at law to pay the contractor neither party being solvent matters remained in this position the lawsuits had lasted fifteen years the town had now resignedly paid over the hundred thousand francs and only two hundred thousand remained owing to the contractor however the costs and the accumulated interest had so increased the amount of indebtedness that it had risen to six hundred thousand francs and as on the other hand it was estimated that four hundred thousand francs would be required to finish the church a million was needed to save this young ruin from certain destruction the fathers of the grotto were thenceforth able to sleep in peace they had assassinated the poor church it was as dead as abbe peramal himself the bells of the basilica rang out triumphantly and father Saint-Pierre reigned as a victor at the conclusion of that great struggle that dagger warfare in which not only a man but stones also had been done to death in the shrouding gloom of intriguing sacristies and old lourdes obstinate and unintelligent paid a hard penalty for its mistake in not giving more support to its minister who had died struggling killed by his love for his parish for now the new town did not cease to grow and prosper at the expense of the old one all the wealth flowed to the former the fathers of the grotto coined money financed hotels and candle shops and sold the water of the source although a clause of their agreement with the municipality expressly prohibited them from carrying on any commercial pursuits the whole region began to rot and fester the triumph of the grotto had brought about such a passion for lucre such a burning feverish desire to possess and enjoy that extraordinary perversion set in growing worse and worse each day and changing bernadette's peaceful bethlehem into a perfect sodom or gomorrah father sampe had ensured the triumph of his divinity by spreading human abominations all around and wrecking thousands of souls gigantic buildings rose from the ground five or six millions of francs had already been expended everything being sacrificed to the stern determination to leave the poor parish out in the cold and keep the entire plunder for self and friends those costly colossal gradient ways had only been erected in order to avoid compliance with the virgin's expressed desire that the faithful should come to the grotto in procession 
for to go down from the basilica by the incline on the left and climb up to it again by the incline on the right could certainly not be called going to the grotto in procession it was simply so much revolving in a circle however the fathers cared little about that they had succeeded in compelling people to start from their premises and return to them in order that they might be the sole proprietors of the affair the opulent farmers who garnered the whole harvest abbe peramal lay buried in the crypt of his unfinished ruined church and bernadette who had long since dragged out her life of suffering in the depths of a convent far away was now likewise sleeping the eternal sleep under a flagstone in a chapel deep silence fell when dr chassaigne had finished this long narrative then with a painful effort he rose to his feet again it will soon be ten o'clock my dear child said he and i want you to take a little rest let us go back pierre followed him without speaking and they retraced their steps towards the town at a more rapid pace ah yes resumed the doctor there were great iniquities and great sufferings in it all but what else could you expect man spoils and corrupts the most beautiful things and you cannot yet understand all the woeful sadness of the things of which i have been talking to you you must see them lay your hand on them would you like me to show you bernadette's room and abbe peramal's unfinished church this evening yes i should indeed replied pierre well i will meet you in front of the basilica after the four o'clock procession and you can come with me then they spoke no further each becoming absorbed in his reverie once more the gave now upon their right hand was flowing through a deep gorge a kind of cleft into which it plunged vanishing from sight among the bushes but at intervals a clear stretch of it looking like unburnished silver would appear to view and farther on after a sudden turn in the road they found it flowing in increased volume across a plain where it spread at times into glassy sheets which must often have changed their beds for the gravelly soil was ravined on all sides the sun was now becoming very hot and it was already high in the heavens whose limpid azure assumed a deeper tinge above the vast circle of mountains and it was at this turn of the road that lourdes still some distance away reappeared to the eyes of pierre and dr chassaigne in the splendid morning atmosphere amid a flying dust of gold and purple rays the town showed whitely on the horizon its houses and monuments becoming more and more distinct at each step which brought them nearer and the doctor still silent at last waved his arm with a broad mournful gesture in order to call his companion's attention to this growing town as though to a proof of all that he had been telling him there indeed rising up in the dazzling daylight was the evidence which confirmed his words the flare of the grotto fainter now that the sun was shining could already be espied amidst the greenery and soon afterwards the gigantic monumental works spread out the quay with its freestone parapet skirting the gave whose course had been diverted the new bridge connecting the new gardens with the recently opened boulevard the colossal gradient ways the massive church of the rosary and finally the slim tapering basilica rising above all else with graceful pride of the new town spread all around the monuments the wealthy city which had sprung as though by enchantment from the ancient impoverished soil the great convents and the great hotels you could at this distance merely distinguish a swarming of white facades and a scintillation of new slates whilst in confusion far away beyond the rocky mass on which the crumbling castle walls were profiled against the sky appeared the humble roofs of the old town a jumble of little time-worn roofs pressing timorously against one another and as a background to this vision of the life of yesterday and to-day the little and the big gers rose up beneath the splendour of the everlasting sun and barred the horizon with their bare slopes 
which the oblique rays were tinging with streaks of pink and yellow dr chassaigne insisted on accompanying pierre to the hotel of the apparitions and only parted from him at its door after reminding him of their appointment for the afternoon it was not yet eleven o'clock pierre whom fatigue had suddenly mastered forced himself to eat before going to bed for he realized that want of food was one of the chief causes of the weakness which had come over him he fortunately found a vacant seat at the table d'hote and made some kind of a dejeuner half asleep all the time and scarcely knowing what was served to him then he went upstairs and flung himself on his bed after taking care to tell the servant to awake him at three o'clock however on lying down the fever that consumed him at first prevented him from closing his eyes a pair of gloves forgotten in the next room had reminded him of monsieur de garcin who had left for gavarny before daybreak and would only return in the evening what a delightful gift was thoughtlessness thought pierre for his own part with his limbs worn out by weariness and his mind distracted he was sad unto death everything seemed to conspire against his willing desire to regain the faith of his childhood the tale of abbe peramal's tragic adventures had simply aggravated the feeling of revolt which the story of bernadette chosen and martyred had implanted in his breast and thus he asked himself whether his search after the truth instead of restoring his faith would not rather lead him to yet greater hatred of ignorance and credulity and to the bitter conviction that man is indeed all alone in the world with naught to guide him save his reason at last he fell asleep but visions continued hovering around him in his painful slumber he beheld lourdes contaminated by mammon turned into a spot of abomination and perdition transformed into a huge bazaar where everything was sold masses and souls alike he beheld also abbe peramal dead and slumbering under the ruins of his church among the nettles which ingratitude had sown there and he only grew calm again only tasted the delights of forgetfulness when a last pale woeful vision had faded from his gaze a vision of bernadette upon her knees in a gloomy corner at nevers dreaming of her far-away work which she was never never to behold end of section fifteen